Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? You're wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. You're wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Forward L joined by Greg Crown. Gregory, how's it going? I mean, sports are dead to me, Chris, so it's it's going terribly. But what well, I'm but I'm told the Tampa Bay Lightning could advance to the Stanley Cup finals. That's tomorrow. Tonight yeah, the Vegas Golden Knights and Canadiens. Canadiens trying to stave off elimination. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I have to turn to hockey because everything else is pointless and meaningless. And even hockey's pointless and meaningless. So Maybe sports are just pointless and meaningless. Aren't you just a little proud that I even knew that? I mean, you were good. You were very, very good. I I do appreciate that. Gregory, I'm so excited to be talking about this. We uh, we played the mid last week. We we gave some teasers in the past. But we're finally here. We can finally say this poker tournament with Ignition Casino is 100% done. It is real. It is coming soon. And I could not be more excited about it. Yeah, me too. I've... when I moved to Oregon, my weekly poker game fell apart. And ever since I've been back, I, I don't have that regular card game. So being able to, to kind of get back on the tables and play play a little bit of cards with everybody is, is something I'm really looking forward to. And to, to get the opportunity to play against the, get, I guess the listeners to either look, you know, and granted, it's all anonymous. So, uh, you know, anonymously be very good or be, be very bad. Maybe anonymously be embarrassed by how, how poor I play, because I'm not going to lie. It's been a little while, but there's just, there's so much cool stuff. It's, you know, like we've said in the past, it's going to be totally free for the listeners and you can win a bunch of prizes. There's, there's bounties for knocking out the hosts. We're going to have all of the information next week on how to sign up at ignitioncasino.eu. So go over there now, check it out and you know, get the lay of the land. We'll have the info for you next week, how to sign up, what it's called, when it's going to be, what the password is, all that great stuff. This, this is going to be so much fun. Yeah, Chris, I mean, we're, we're super excited and make sure you guys just check back in with us uh, next week and with all the other different shows on the Underdog Network to, to get all the different details about how to sign up with Ignition Casino and, and we'll, we'll see you out there on, uh, on the card tables. Well said. We, uh, we've got some stuff to talk about today. Uh, a lot of, I mean, let's, let's get to the elephant in the room and that is the, the great Ben Simmons debate. Um, you know, Ben is coming off what can, I don't know, kindly be described as a, as a lackluster showing in the second round of the playoffs, minus one game where he was randomly aggressive. He showed, I, I believe he shot the ball, what, four times, three times overall in the fourth quarter, including not a single time in the last four games. <sighs> where are you with Ben Simmons right now? I mean, it was an absolute disaster. Yeah. It was everything that we talked about for months and months and months that he couldn't do that he did. And actually, he somehow got worse. Yeah. Refusing to shoot refusing to shoot is somehow worse than Marco Fultz forgetting how to shoot. At least Fultz would attempt occasional shots, and whether they hit the side or top or back of the backboard off of his hand, at least he shot the ball. Mm-hmm. Ben's passing up dunks. Yeah. So... 
I, what do we what do we do here? And and I, now, of course, in the forty eight hours now that it's been since Game Seven ruined most of my summer plans, uh, <laughs> and probably the rest of twenty twenty one. It's it. I, I've I'm sitting here thinking you can't trade him. He's no. not worth anything right now. I think that I think that's a a fallacy. I think that's ridiculous. I I think you know certainly Ben Simmons' value is is uh probably at an all-time low. But that's not to say that Ben Simmons is without value. It's just a matter of whether or not the the return is going to be worth the worth the move. You know, people float guys like CJ McCollum, that's a move that seemingly makes sense for both teams to some degree. I've but you know, I I saw an example today uh and like if the return is Gary Harris and Cole Anthony, like of course you don't do that. You have to gamble on Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons right now, I believe, is living out his worst nightmare. You know, I've said this, you've said this, the world has said this, but I've always thought that Ben Simmons wasn't willing to shoot because he was so self-aware of his own image and so afraid to look bad that it was holding him back. And now Ben Simmons is the butt of jokes from every player in the NBA, every NBA analyst, and every NBA fan because of not only his unwillingness but inability to shoot. Yeah, I mean this is this is the ultimate nightmare for him. Like yeah. I don't we always kind of not really even tongue in cheek but talked about how you know his 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 non three-point shot, right? He chose never to shoot anything outside of those things cuz he didn't want to get clowned on social media. Yep. He is the king clown of social media right now. Like there is no, there is no one else getting the slander or the hatred, other than maybe Doc Rivers, but it's nowhere near to the extent that Simmons is getting. By the way, you got to think that some part of Doc is thrilled with this. Like, I mean, let's ha- not let's not focus on how I can't get out of the second round of the playoffs. Let's talk about Ben Simmons. I mean, he has to be. It takes all the pressure off of him. He can point the finger without actually pointing the finger. But you talk about oh, fingers were about- pointed. Why? Well, yeah, I understand that. But when you use words like salvageable, like what? What do you mean salvageable? He's a 24-year-old at one point third team All NBA last year. NBA Not just defense. one at one point last year. Yeah, I mean it's uh, salvageable is a crazy word to use. This is, now I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I said this yesterday to you via text message. We're gonna talk ourselves back into the Ben Simmons experiment. This is going to happen. I have Sixers fan friends. Who are already saying, literally repeating the mantra, please don't, me get ex- don't let me get excited to see him shooting right-handed in clips this summer. Please don't, me, please don't let me get excited seeing him shoot right-handed in clips this summer. This is you, going to happen. We're going to fall for it again because we're dumb. <laughs> well, it, first of all, if I saw him shooting right-handed, I would at least have reason for optimism because he's right-handed. He, he is. I mean, look at... J.J. Redick said as much when he was here, and he was talking about DeAndre Jordan and Ben Simmons, saying uh, they literally do everything else in their lives right-handed other than shooting a basketball. And in, in Simmons's case, it's because his father decided he was left-handed to play basketball. He does everything else right-handed. It's it's not natural. It's never looked natural. There's a big disconnect between the upper and the lower body. You'll notice Ben Simmons doesn't bend his knees when he shoots free throws. I know that's not just a right-handed issue, but there are gigantic problems with every aspect of his shooting motion. I do think he's right-handed. I mean, he finishes layups right-handed. That's He does everything right-handed. The guy's right-handed. He just doesn't want to admit it. 
now he may be forced into making that decision. I mean, he has to be. Something needs... If if he is to somehow grace the floors of the Wells Fargo Center yet again in a Sixers uniform, Which he some, something drastic has to change. There yeah. is there is no more excuses. I'm, to be perfectly honest, there shouldn't be any excuses now other than the fact that it makes no sense because you're not going to get anywhere near the value that he's probably actually worth if you try to drop him now. So is anyone making excuses though? I mean, I think, I think Ben, I think Ben is taking a hundred percent of the brunt of this. I I think that we're having this conversation about, Oh, he's right-handed. Oh, he does this. Oh, he does. Those are excuses. Those are not, that is not, that is not an excuse in any way. That is a means to fix the problem. Mm, sure. I don't I'm I'm not I'm not in any way excusing what he has done by by saying I think he's right-handed. If anything, it's it's more damning that he wasn't willing to make this change before this. But I do think that there is a, a sliver of hope in that yeah, I think he's his dominant hand is right hand. I think it's more of we're giving we're giving him an out yet again while while blaming him. There is no doubt that there is a ton of blame going towards Mr. Simmons, but yeah. the, the, there is this, like you said, this sliver of hope that we are still clinging to as Sixers fans uh, that this can somehow be righted. And I don't, I just don't know. I feel like we've been saying this. For, I mean, was it you or maybe it was something I saw on Instagram and I sent to you mm-hmm. that there's a quote from Ben in 2017 that hack of Ben won't be a thing for long. Mm-hmm. He said it in a post game. Like, I don't disagree. I agree with all it's, of that. It's four and, years, and actually, four and a half it, years ago, that next off season was the really interesting point, and maybe a real turning point in the career of Ben Simmons. Uh, and Brett Brown talks about this, and I, I'm so, I don't know how to say the guy's name. Either Yaron or Yaron uh, Weitzman, who wrote "Tanking to the Top," a really spectacular book about the 76ers. He tells a story about uh, uh, that that 2018 off season, going into that 2018 season. Ben was supposed to do intense work with uh, the shooting coach, John Townsend. But at the last minute, he was basically supposed to spend the whole summer working on his game with him. And this is, you know, Brett Brown had a lot of faults. He was very open and honest about his expectations about Ben Simmons. And he made it very clear the whole way. He said, you know, the plan was get better at the foul line, get better finishing around the basket, work on a jump shot in that order. And that was the plan with Townsend that offseason. At the last minute, they got uh, they got a call from Rich Paul, Ben Simmons' agent, saying, "Oh, Ben's going to work with his brother instead." It's it's a bizarre. The whole situation's bizarre. Why can't we, as a city, just get one? Why can't we get one situation that works out in our favor? Just the, just the one. Won a Super I don't Bowl. understand. Well, okay. I, I guess I mean. But even that, that's a fucking mess. And I, I, I hate to use that type of language, but it is. That was a mess. Look where we are three years removed from an Eagles Super Bowl. We had a franchise quarterback. He plays for Indianapolis now. We had Markel Fultz, a number one overall pick. He's an Orlando Magic player. By the way, ben, that was, ben Simmons, uh, Markel Fultz was drafted with the number one overall pick four years ago today. Great. That's excellent. I'm glad here's that the, worked out. Here's the thing, though. Think about that, and I will. You you alluded to the the full stuff earlier and forgetting how to shoot. I will go to my grave believing that he got into a uh, a bike accident. I will go to my grave believing it. I mean, and didn't want to invalidate. 
Yeah. And he didn't want to invalidate his contract. Look at Markel. And I know Summer League is not the be all end all, but go back and watch Markel Fultz in Summer League. And he's spectacular. Then somewhere short. Oh, completely. Then the shot was completely different. Then, like very late in the process, you see the injury. And then they magically pull him and he doesn't play the last couple of games of Summer League. That's when he got hurt. It's that's what happened. I have no doubt in my mind. Now, I by the way, if Markel Fultz is the player that we all think he's going to be, the guy who was getting the James Harden comps coming out and not unfairly, he's a he's a twenty plus point a game scorer. He's exactly the player the seventy sixers needed. Yeah, we have a lot of those guys that that were exactly the player the 76ers needed that we somehow mysteriously never have anymore. No. It's it's just it, it's a situation where I, I just can't believe that we continue to find ourselves in this situation with the Sixers and it feels like insanity. It feels like insanity over and over again. We just keep doing it. Every year we get disappointed when it comes to the postseason. We get all of our hopes up. Number one seed. Look at all these. Th- look at all these things that have gone the right way this year. We finally clinched number one. We're mm-hmm. a great team at home. We went undefeated for a calendar year at the Wells Fargo Center. We're this and that. The Nets get injured. Mm-hmm. They bow out as the as the heavy favorites in the East. They're done. Kawhi's got- hurt. Kawhi's hurt. LeBron's nowhere to be found. Steph Curry and the Warriors are a complete afterthought. This was the year. There sure. were no other years. This was the opportunity. And we, we coughed it away, losing three out of four at home to the five seed. That's, it's, it's, not, an, it's, it's an great. impossibility. But it's it is not, also, it's impossible to talk about all the stuff he does poorly and not give Ben credit for the stuff he does well. Because Ben Simmons, even without a jump shot, is a valuable basketball player. Is he the second best player on a championship team? Absolutely not. But he's a valuable basketball player. And I know Trey Young played well, but there's also a reason that Trey Young shot 39% for the series and Ben played a big part in that. It's just I, I said this earlier today to Anshu, and, and I think I think it summarizes it pretty nicely. This offseason, with how Ben reacts to everything that's going on, is going to determine whether or not he's going to be a poor man's LeBron or a poor man's Draymond Green. Anshu's going to love Ben Simmons when he goes to the Bulls for Zach Levine. I don't think you can get Levine at this point. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Hey, Kobe White. Send me Kobe White. Okay, Kobe, Wh- Kobe White stinks, but uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll admit this. I was very high on the Kobe White bandwagon, but he has not figured it out. He's still young. Guards take a little bit longer. But Zach Levine was a 27-point-a-game guy last year. I, I don't know if you can get Zach Levine. Hey guys, Chris here to let you know this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why is brought to you in part by Cardan Skincare. I'm just going to say it. I love these guys. It's always fun to work with a company where great products and great people come together, and that is the case here. Cardan's products use a high-quality cactus extract. It's kind of like a aloe vera, but with more vitamins and minerals to keep your skin clear, hydrated, and nourished. And basically what that means is it soothes shaving irritation. So it's great for guys who shave or, you know, deal with redness, irritation, any of those issues. They were actually kind enough to send us over a little goodie bag to try out, and man, was I impressed. 
The thing that really shocked me was uh, I opened up the box and it looked high end, yet it's not at this crazy high end price point. I loved all of it, but the thing I wanted to talk to you about today was the purifying clay cleanser. The thing that jumped out to me right away was how well it spreads on your face. A lot of times the instructions on these things say like use a nickel sized dot to spread on your face and rarely have I found is that ever enough. With this product, it was actually more than enough. It's a small thing, but mind blowing. I feel like the charcoal face masks are very in vogue right now, but clay actually has four times the cleansing power of charcoal. And this product is made with three different types of clay to take away the oil, the sweat, the dirt, whatever's on your face. I loved it. It left my face feeling clean. It felt smooth. And more importantly, it didn't dry my face out. A lot of the other ones do. You know, we have to remember that the skin on our face is so much more delicate than the skin on our bodies. So you need a a cleanser specifically designed for your face. Don't use a bar of soap, just, just put the soap down. I see here that it actually won the Ask Men Award for the best cleanser for combination skin, and I totally believe it. And it is not only that, Cardan has a huge array of skincare items for you to check out. Let's take care of ourselves, guys. So do not hesitate one more single moment. Head over to cardonformen.com, C-A-R-D-O-N-F-O-R-M-E-N.com, and use our promo code YWAHW for 15% off your order. Cardan. Put your best face forward. My biggest issue with the the Simmons thing is if, if a poor man's LeBron versus poor man's Draymond Green is is borderline out of the league in in three years. Like no, that's it's not. No, it's poor it's, man's Draymond Green. If absolutely. You, and I'm saying like Ben Simmons right now is a poor man's Draymond Green. Ben Simmons Green is not. Stinks. A, ben that Simmons guy stinks. Is, Ben Simmons is not on a trajectory to be out of the league. That's insane. He was a first-team All-NBA defensive player. He was second in the league in uh, Defensive Player of the Year voting. This He's a guy who has value. Now, he's probably a power forward, not a point guard, because it's difficult to build an offense around that. It's going to be really interesting to see how Daryl Morey addresses this offseason because, you know, you had— Look, the playoffs were not without their positives. Joel Embiid was nothing short of sensational. Nothing short of playing on one leg. He was unbelievable. And we saw an ascension from Seth Curry. We saw the guy finally figure out that, hey, it's okay to shoot the ball. It's okay to look for your shot. We, I think we saw Steph take, uh, Steph, Seth take a, a leap this year. And I think that's going to continue to carry on in the future. So it was not without its positives. What yeah. happens with Ben is, is going to be an issue. And what Maury does, uh, you know, I think the cleanest path. If you're going to keep Ben Simmons, is probably to figure out a way to trade Tobias for a creation-oriented guard. Yeah, I mean, Tobias is getting let off the hook just a tiny bit for how poor he played down the stretch in Game 7. But it's so hard to get off the Ben topic because when does the bad outweigh the good? When does okay, limitation... but if he's a power forward, does it matter as much? Well, no, of course not, because then he's not draining your offense every time because the ball's in his hands. Entirely. Exactly, it mit- it mitigates his problems. The shooting issues, the shooting issues can come along on their own rather than being expected to create at the point guard position. And also, you know, Tobias Harris, he still scored what he scored twenty six, something like that. And you know, twenty points a game. Oh, I'm looking for these right now. 
I'm not saying uh, Tobias wasn't good. That that's Tob- not what Tobias I'm had an objectively good playoffs. He just in, he had a couple of games where he did not play so well. In crunch time is the time that matters. That is the money making time. That is the championship time. And what this team continued to prove is during that time in games, they came up small. They do mm, not have fair. it. Guys like Joel Embiid, you can say what you want. Excellent season. Excellent playoffs. The injury certainly hurts, but the really bad second half, the 0 for 12, and I know he's tired. And he's, he's he, I mean, he was also very hurt that game. Come on, man. I'm so sick of the he was very hurt excuse. I gave it all. I get it, man. I get that you gave it all. You don't have to keep telling me on social media how much you gave. I don't go to work every day and tell my boss how much I'm giving on a, on a weekly basis if I Maybe don't. Maybe you'd be more Maybe. Maybe I <laughs> Look, would. I don't I'm know. Trying, I'm trying real hard. I'm trying real I, hard. Maybe I should do that because I'm exhausted every day. But but it, again, it's like, I get it, man. Joel is great. The problem is, one, if he's that great, we should be better. Two, if he, if, if he is such a game-changing person, you elevate the other guys on your team to be better. And he clearly isn't the leader in the locker room that we hope. And maybe that's... Maybe that's just the culture of the NBA now where yeah. you can't cohesively bring the teams together because guys are so independent in terms of social media, in terms of image, in terms of money. It's less of a team and more of a collection of five guys that come together to play, and that's it, right? And maybe that's that's a huge part of it, and maybe he needs a bigger role in the locker room. You're the best guy on the goddamn team. Take control of it. Do something. And finally, um, taking an, a veiled veiled shot, but not really, because everybody knows what he was talking about, and calling Ben out for that specific play, the the the, the phantom dunk, the mm-hmm. pass to Thibel for some reason when you're six but, nine. Oh, let's not kid ourselves. That was there is not for some reason. That was not Ben afraid of missing a shot. That was Ben terrified of going to the line. I mean, we're in the terrified. NBA. We are in the you, NBA. You saw that look on his face. And and you've watched Ben Simmons enough to know you can tell when he's confident and you can tell when he's not. Because when he's confident, he's a totally different player. When he doesn't feel comfortable, and look, there's a sports psychologist aspect to this too, where Ben certainly needs to be in a room talking about all of that stuff. But when he's not comfortable, he gets that puppy dog look on his face and he's even more passive than usual. All I want is an Adam Vinatieri, and all I get is Scott Norwoods. I mean, I, it's it's. I mean, it, I mean, jo- Joel averaged thirty and thirteen. Uh, sure, okay, cool. Then I get Jim Kelly as opposed to Dan Marino. What? Or not even. Sorry, Jim Kelly as opposed to Tom Brady. How's that sound? The problem that Joel has is that it's not nineteen ninety five. This is not how basketball is built anymore. It's not built to play around a center. You need a guard to be able to create his own shot in the half court and. That's been an issue. Seth was the only person, you know, the only guard who could create his own in the half court with the exception of flashes from Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, consistently, you're right. You can't, I don't think there's one thing outside of maybe his defense that you could really say about Seth from an offensive perspective. He he was excellent. He was excellent in the playoffs. He shot like 60% from three. How could you ever be mad at that? You can't. Yeah, I, he got exploited constantly defensively, but yeah. you, it's just that's just is what it is. You have to live with it. Yeah, that that's something. If if he can negate whatever he's giving up on the offensive end, then it's a wash almost. You know what I, I mean? S- uh, speaking of Maxi, he is 
He's the guy I think we're going to see take a really big leap next year, and I hope it is with the Philadelphia 76ers, because every time anyone talks about him, all they talk about is, this is the hardest worker I've ever seen. We uh, There was a quote from him uh, wanting to go, you know, he was talking to the team personnel, and he wanted to get back into the facility the day after they were eliminated, and uh, they were like, oh, well, we have to give you off until Friday or something like that, just you know, to, to heal up a little bit. And his response was, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's great. That's the attitude we all need. That's the attitude. Not we all, it's me and you, because I'm not doing that. But those guys, the guys on the team need that attitude. And it's the attitude that this team does not have. How did losing Danny Green destroy this team? Yeah, I mean, Doc is not a... Rotations guy? Doc's not a rotations guy. He, He doesn't... He doesn't understand that the best move is to put the next best player in the starting lineup. He's so tied to these these bench units playing together that he just throws Cork Moss into the lineup. And that is a real, real hit or miss thing. Um, I, I don't know. I, I have some genuine concerns, but it's all fine because I have I have a draft plan for the 76ers where somehow uh, Chris Duarte drops to the Sixers in the first round. And then maybe my favorite player in the draft, I'm randomly just infatuated with the guy. I think he's going to be an awesome pro. Uh, Joe Weiskamp from, uh, from Iowa. I think he's, I think he's Duncan Robinson. He, we take him in the second round and everything's fine now. I, I hate that we're talking about the draft and not game one tomorrow. Today, oh, me too. Me too. And the, the draft lottery is actually going on right now and I'm trying to avoid it. Uh, so I can, so I can watch it a little bit later, but it's such a it's such a joke. This franchise is a joke. This yeah. franchise is a joke. I don't care. I honestly don't even care anymore. That's how, that's the level. Yes, I'm you almost do, and that's to. why you're yelling right now. God, that's why I hate this. That's why I hate. <laughs> I hate being. I hate the Philadelphia sports fan life. It's 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 nothing but but bitterness and sadness and disappointment. Once, twice every thirty three years, you get lucky. You trip and stumble into the greatest Super Bowl offensive performance a team has ever had, mm-hmm. and 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 you accidentally build a farm system over the course of seven years, and and f- somehow with a fifty-five-year-old pitcher and a guy that was your closer two years before win a World Series. None of it makes sense. Sports don't make sense, and it's why I hate them. Fair enough. I, so there's good luck. There's gonna be plenty of time to talk about Ben Simmons over the next. Uh, well, s- summer, really. So make him play in the Vegas Summer League. I don't know. I I've said my my thing the entire time. And I know Drew Hanlon gets crap because of Markel Fultz, but there was literally nothing he could do there. I want I want Ben locked in a gym with Drew Hanlon and Joel Embiid all summer. That's all I want for a million reasons: for the development of the shot, for the development of the chemistry between the two of those guys. It's all I want. Uh, just you know. Hanlon is in large part responsible. Granted, you know, you, you don't ever take any of the credit away from the guy who does the work. But Han, I, so I'll rephrase in saying Hanlon is responsible for helping uh, Jason Tatum get to where he is, to uh, helping Joel Embiid get to where he is. And, you know, Ben Simmons should be the next guy on that resume. Let's talk about the, let's talk about a different NBA team, though, uh, Greg Crone. Let's, let's talk about the Harlem Globetrotters. I mean... You Glo- sent me this. I'm yeah, thrilled. Glo- for for those who don't know, the Globetrotters came out today 
I don't know if it's a joke or not. I really don't. It seems like it's serious. It seems dead serious. But the the Globetrotters are petitioning to be allowed to be an expansion team for the NBA. I mean, name another NBA team that was on Scooby-Doo. You can't. I I don't think you can. So, I mean, this is... This is awesome. Let's get a third New York team. I love this. Bring them on. Stop beating up the generals. Let's let's see them against real NBA talent. There's obviously talented basketball players on this team. Let's go. This is a great crossover. I love I this. mean, are there talented basketball players on that team? I don't know. Probably. Well, and also, by the way, from everything I've read, it seems like they're, they want to be allowed into the NBA as is. With their current with their current group of players, I don't think they know how expansion works. Yeah, I feel like there's a draft. There's yeah, then there's an expansion draft. There's a whole there's a whole bunch of other things that have to go on. But I say I say we do this. Let's get them going. I don't care. Put them in the G League and let them. Let's get this. What we really need is relegation. That's what you really need. You want to stop tanking. You want to talk about revenues. You want to talk about all this stuff. You need relegation in the major sports in the United States. It's the only way to do it. It's the only way to keep franchises honest and keep owners engaged in actually wanting to try and win games. Or at least be mediocre. Because if you fall in that bottom three or bottom four, whatever that is, and you get sent to the G League and the Rio Grande River Rapids mm-hmm. come up instead because they won the G <laughs> League, like that's, that's just what we're going to have to do. Sorry about your luck. Sorry about your your piece of the pie uh, when it comes to, you know, uh, the NBA distribution of funds. You're out. Go have fun in the G League. I'm looking at this uh, Harlem Globetrotters roster right now, and I do not know who any of these people are, but they do give them some great names. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan. Oh, my God. Bulldog Mac has got a uh, real uh, Tyrone Hill look to him in the face, but... uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Dragon Taylor, who I would immediately, he would immediately be one of my favorite players in the NBA. I mean, first of all, some of these names are absolute. first of all, Smooth Kravenko. You can't tell me Smooth <laughs> Kravenko can't shoot in the NBA? I'm a, I, I, I'm a big Hops Pierce guy myself. I mean, listen. Hawk I, Anderson. Hawk Anderson is a quality name. That is a quality, quality name. That doesn't Cheese? Count. Cheese Chisholm? I'm I'm in. I am in. <laughs> that's that sounds slightly dirty to me. No, cheese cheese chisholm. We're good, man. Right, it's, just, well, it's pronounced chisholm. I don't know what to tell you. That's I'm on their website. It says it here. I'm not making anything up. I'm I'm in. I am in on the Globe Trotters. He played at Ball State. I mean, these are guys with real basketball credentials. How, how old is Highlight Bruton? <laughs> I don't I don't know necessarily. Listen. Uh, let's see. He was a second all, round pick for the Chicago Bulls in 1994. He was a senior. That's not good. That can't be. You said 1994. I said yeah. 1994. Yes. Mm, I was. I was very young in 1994. This guy's still playing for the Globetrotters. No. Well, he was a senior in college in 1994. Mm, that's a problem. Yeah, that's... so he's got to conservatively be like forty-seven <laughs> easily. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I mean, lights out, Lee. This guy played at Dakota Wesley, and he averaged twelve point two points per game. He shot oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know they had lights out, Lee on the roster. I mean, he's five eleven. No, no disrespect, but I don't, I don't know that Big Easy 
Big Easy here. What's his Big Easy Showman? It, Big Easy Lofton. Sorry, is is ready for the uh, for an eighty two game NBA season. <laughs> that might be that might be a little bit of an issue. I certainly hear. I mean, Hot Shot Swanson, Monroe <laughs> College. He played. Uh, it was a junior college in the Bronx, but now here he is. He's, he's I, here. He's made the I, big show. All right. Well, okay. So Big Easy, I, Big Easy might be their best hope. Honestly, he might just need to get in shape. A two-time All-Southland Conference selection as a senior, Big Easy led the team in blocks, steals, rebounds, and assists. During his two seasons, the Lions won consecutive conference titles and made their first ever NCAA tournament in 2005. Big Easy was named the Southland Conference to, to the Southland Conference All-Decade Team for the 2000s and inducted into the 2013 class of the Southeastern Louisiana University Athletics Hall of Fame. Hmm. A six foot nine a six foot nine player at a school from Louisiana going to the NCAA tournament. Hmm. Hmm. Couldn't be my six nine player. Big Easy Showman did it. Okay. There, there's a guy I, from Australia who played at LSU who who didn't do it. Who couldn't look, do it. This guy this guy is gonna revolutionize the game of basketball. Big Easy is the world record holder, owning the Guinness World Record for the furthest basketball hook shot, 72 feet, 6 inches, I mean, and the farthest blindfolded basketball hook shot, knocking it down from 58 feet away. That's, yeah, that's unfair. I mean, first of all, how are you going to turn down a guy with your NBA roster spot when he's the self-proclaimed best-looking player on the Harlem Globetrotters? I mean, he's, that's enough for me right there. This man has his acting credits Listed in his bio for the Harlem Globe. <laughs> Get this man a contract. And he, what one of them doing? is the price is right. Yes. He's also, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Absolutely. If you think Big, Big Easy Showman isn't, you are kidding yourself. Uh, and are, is anyone surprised to see, no offense, he appeared on Cupcake Wars? Mm, that, that, sounds, that sounds about right. I mean... They, uh, what are we? What are we doing here? Oh, wait a second! I know, I know this guy. I watched that season of The Amazing Race. I mean, Chris, somebody get Daryl Morey on the phone. I have a better six nine player from who played at a college in Louisiana. Let's go, pair him up, him and Embiid. We're talking, we're talking Robinson Duncan. This is what we're doing. Uh, maybe even better. If Big Easy can knock down blindfolded hook shots from beyond half court. Like, that's a game changer. Ben won't won't even shoot a free throw. (laughs) Imagine if Shaq... (laughs) Imagine if Shaq played with Bill Russell at the same time. That's the power combo we're building with Embiid and Showman. I love love this. Uh, I... Look, I'm calling for this. It's it's not real clear. What do... What does Showman mean? Because it's... it says 52 Showman, but it, his name is Big Easy Lofton. Big Easy Lofton. Well, I don't understand the significance of Showman. There's three Showman, and then everybody else is listed as stars. So I wonder okay. if there's like a captain designation. Oh, uh, so they're the top guys. Has to be. Oh, Has hi- to be. well, Highlight put in, his, uh, put in his time, I guess. He had to have. Ha- Hammer Harrison doesn't seem as old. No, I don't think these guys are really that old. Some of them might be, but there's... There's a good amount of these, like Spider uh, Spider Sharpless. He looks, he's got a couple bags under the eyes. He looks like me, and I have to get up at five a.m. when the kids get up early. So, all right, maybe not, maybe not him. <laughs> only, not o- only that guy's getting up for his grandkids. Well, what can you do? Honestly, I- all right, this guy Hammer Hammer Harrison here. It's another game changer. Owns the Guinness World Record for the longest underhand basketball shot at eighty-five feet four inches away. 
They did. Do the Globetrotters have a section of the Guinness Book of World Records? It's it, it appears like. so. Yeah, it appears so. That that appears to be how they get most of their news. I mean, this is. I the next time they come to the Bob Carpenter Center in Delaware, I'm going. This is mark this on the calendar. I'm well, I think the we should start recruiting. Well, we got to recruit. You think I'm not handing out cards? I'm building my own <laughs> NBA team. I'm I'm getting in on this deal. I'm Jackie Mooning this. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run the Globetrotters. We're taking over the NBA. That's that's how this is gonna have to work. Yeah, I mean, with Big Easy Dragon and Hawk, it's pretty much a lock. Last thing before we get out of here, Gregory. And boys, is a tonal change. Uh, Carl Nassib came out as gay, uh, the first ever player to be an active player in the NBA while uh, while announcing that he was gay. Uh, obviously, Michael Sam played two preseason games in the NBA. In the NBA. Uh, it's all about basketball here in the NFL, but did not make the active roster. This is this is a big story, and this came out of nowhere. It is, it is, it is a big story, uh, and and honestly, and good for Nassib. Yeah, exactly. Like, good. Be be who you are. Like right. that. That's the thing where, you, like, you get into a situation like this, and it's very clear that he's not doing this for any sort of like. It's not a publicity situation. He's not looking to be, you know, on the cover of ESPN the magazine. You right. know, it's, it's, listen, I'm putting this out there. I encourage other players in the NFL who may, you know, have that same sexual disposition or whatever. I don't know what the orientation that's what <laughs> I'm looking for. Like, co- come out and do this. Like, let's just yeah. go. The, the fact that it's still even like such a. Well, that's what JJ Watt said. Like a it, secretive it, thing is, yeah. is the thing that stinks the most about it. What Nassib said is hundred percent right. Like, like, let's just, like, put it out there. Be who you are. People are going to, like, guys on your team, guys in the league, they're going to accept you. Are you are you going to get the occasional person that's a complete, I'm not going to use the word I want to use, but just an a-hole, essentially. I mean, let's not, let's call it what it is. It's homophobe. Sure. Yeah, perfect. That's a perfect way to put it. And, like, you're going to get that. That's going to happen. That, unfortunately, still exists in today's society. But the good you do... By, by doing this and the inspiration to the community and things like that, that you're getting, not even outwardly seeking, but it's just naturally occurring because of it. It yeah. goes a lot further than you probably ever even realize. Oh, so for sure. I think this is a huge step for the NFL and, and obviously for NASA himself. Like that's, that's a, it's a, it's an excellent story. And you know, it, I, I don't see any, like there's no negatives about, you know what I mean? It's all yeah. positive. Yeah, it takes an incredibly strong person to put themselves in a position where they know they're making their lives harder in order to make, you know, the the future people's lives easier. And that's an incredibly admirable thing. Yeah, 100%. And that's you're, you're, you couldn't have described the situation any better at all. Well, good for you, Carl Nassib. It's uh, it's like like Watt said, we all look forward to a day when this isn't a story. Yeah, 100%. All right. Well, that is going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Just one more time before we get out of here, I want to remind you about this poker tournament we have coming up with Ignition Casino. It is completely 100%, no questions asked, free to enter, and you can win real prizes, as well as additional bounties for knocking the hosts out of the tournament. We're incredibly excited about it. We're going to have sign-up information for you next week, so stay tuned, and let's play some poker.